Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, Jason? How's it going, bro? What's up? Just chilling, man. Just uh, just waiting to get this show on the road. This is a uh, Heidi, a good guest we brought back. So let's uh, let's kill it. Yes, I'm super excited. Um, I'll introduce you guys to Heidi Love. She's actually um. Well, her last name's Anderson, but Heidi Love is, I think, what she goes by in the podcast world. Um, but uh, she's actually the host of Unfiltered Rise. She's um, a returning guest. She came here and crushed it, and now she's going to come and crush it on Mormonism. So what's going on, Heidi? How you doing? Hi, guys. How you doing? We're doing amazing. Doing amazing. Jason, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. So before we start, right. um, i like to go over two verses real quick, and I have more verses uh, as she goes. Uh, Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 18, uh, verses 20 through 22, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in, in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say, uh, in your heart, how shall we know the word of which the Lord has not spoken when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken in presumpt presumptuously and shall not be afraid of him okay and you shall not be afraid of him okay so we have that one also i have first galatians 1 verses 8 through 9 i think this lines up really good with this picture we have on the screen it says um galatians 1 8 through 9 it says but if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you uh that what we have preached to you let him be accursed uh, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you that you you have received, uh, what, what you have received, let him be accursed. Excuse me for stuttering. It's just I got this cracked screen, so now I can't read. I need to just bring my Bible out. <laughs> so that's the two <laughs> verses I wanted to read. I have other <laughs> verses that we can go over about false prophets, but I think this picture is perfect to just dive in off of that. Uh, verse. Go ahead, Heidi. Verses. All right. Hey, guys. Well, I just uh, came back because you guys asked on the Mormonism, and I wanted to show you a little bit about all of this since I was not, I was raised in the church since I was a baby. I've been in the Mormon church and I got out, and not a lot of people that get out make it through and still believe in God, which is sad, which is why I'm here. So, oh. If I can help people, then that will be great. And some of the things I'm going to show people and talk about tonight are not things that other people will talk about. And I feel like there's been enough secrecy. I don't mean to offend anyone. I just think we need to bring these things to light. And that's what I'm going to do. But I don't do it to offend anyone or make fun of, of their situation or their religion. What, what, do they read from? What, what, what do they read from? Is the Book of Mormon or do they go from... Like our Bible and their their version of it, or like how does that work? So the canons for them, there's four. They they actually believe in the Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine Covenants, which are all part of the Book of Mormon. So and then the Holy Bible, but they put little footnotes in it, and they always say, "We believe in the Bible if if it's translated correctly." So they always are doubting how it's translated, and they have all these footnotes of where they tell you to go to, to prove like more on the book of Mormon side. So yes. it's, it's a it's like, situation and, and they use it to their advantage. It's if like you they, do feel, get them. 
they feel like it's an ancient text and then they needed somebody new to come and and interpret it and uh and you get new revelation right so if, if your leader has a social security number i don't think that he's gonna be it's gonna be a real real uh a real religion i don't think right it's, it's, it's like it's not that old it's like really fairly new right so how how could you i don't, I don't know how, yeah like stage <laughs> they basically feel like so this is joseph smith and originally when he was 14 this is a picture of him when he went into the grove because he so the story goes all mormons know the story from the time we're little that he uh cried out to god because he read the scripture that said if any of you lack, lack wisdom come to me so he went and prayed and asked, which church should I join? And God and Jesus appeared to him and said, none of them, because you need to make your own church. So um, first of all, he was 14 uh, when this first occurred. Second of all, no one has ever seen God. Like there's yes. some real big problems with that. And I mean, no one has seen the invisible father. It says that in, in, uh, in John. So. You're not able to see him physically because he's spirit. Now, Jesus, that's something different, you know? And then um, also, so he he says it's a, a book of this area of, of the United States and how it came to be. It's like how the Jewish people ended up over here, which doesn't, it, it doesn't compute. They used to could tell these stories because there wasn't DNA, there wasn't all these things that we have now that we can completely obliterate that with. So this next, um, the next one I'm going to show you is Joseph Smith again. And this is him. This is the picture we see as little kids growing up in the church that he's translating the plates because originally the plates were hidden and they were given to him by the angel Moroni, but not for years upon years. So this didn't start until he was in his 20s, even though he got that answer when he was 14. Hmm. So the thing about Joseph Smith was, is he came from a really Masonic household. His brother and his dad and multiple generations before had been Freemasons. And so they also had been really into semi-witchcraft and occult practices with seer stones. And he had actually been arrested for kind of doing treasure hunting and pled guilty that he did lead people astray and made money off of this by mm. using seer stones. And so this is going to be important because you can see here, it, it makes it seem, and these plates are supposedly made of real gold and the book of Mormon's not small. I mean, yeah. it's a stout, stout size normal paper book let alone if it was written on plates of gold these plates of gold were only ever seen by joseph and they say i think his wife saw him and maybe his scribes a few of them saw but he didn't transcribe them like this picture shows the real truth is this is how he transcribed them they were usually covered or not being touched or read whatsoever why they were being transcribed and he would use his seer stone and put it in his hat and block out all the light and put his head in the hat and then tell the scribe what to write. Wow. And so there you go for like weird, strange. We're already starting off strange. <laughs> yes. So he's not translating anything because the technical term for translation is you're reading something and translating it into something else that's not what he was doing 
he was this himself. He's just saying what he sees, and that's that's it. <laughs> well, and it really reminds me of some other things that I'm going to bring up that are more occult practice. But it really reminds me of automatic writing, or how you know people say, oh, on songs that they you know, they, that it came to them and they just wrote it down for famous people. So not only did Joseph Smith see um, the father and the son, but this angel Moroni who came to him to give him the plates. And so, and he didn't do this until he deemed him worthy, which is why it took so long for him to finally get them. And conveniently enough, after everything was done, he put them back and gave them back to the to the angel and they've never been seen again so there's no archaeological proof there's there's nothing oh the gold like that gold tablets he said he gave it to the angel the angel took it to heaven basically and, and yeah they're it. gone yeah they're just gone again because mm. the angel took them back and not only did he see this angel but there's an account of 26 angels and spirits that joseph oh. smith is said to have seen so busy guy huh yeah, he could have. <laughs> he could have, like maybe, maybe he talked to a demon or something, or someone a oh, demon, I, and, I, and that's I that's kind of where he's got his yes. message from, or he put his head in the hat. It's probably telling I'm, him what to say, but no speaking through him. Absolutely, I think you're 100 percent right. Seen it? Excuse What's me. That? What, Jason? He's the only one seeing it, though. He's the only one seeing these apparitions. He's the only one seeing these spirits. Yes. So there's no other. There's other yes. witnesses. Like you have to have witnesses. You have to have at least. What is it? Three or more people to see someone to make it at least believable, like you know? valid. Yes, and he said his scribes did see it and his wife, but that's really, I mean, that's pretty convenient because at that point he'd already been arrested in trouble for this kind of thing. So <laughs> who? I don't know. I mean, maybe she was just backing her man up on that, but for years they didn't call it a seer stone the mormon church finally did release this photo and different things of it but they used to just call it the urim and thummim and when you're young see how this is kind of describes it but the urim and thummim was made more into like oh it's this big interpretive thing and then when you really find out what was going on you're just kind of like wait what he was sticking his head in a hat. We <laughs> yeah. didn't go, we didn't go over this, you know, and, yeah. and it really, I mean, it, it definitely goes down magic occult because what do you do? What do you watch magicians do? Pull things out of a hat, right? Mm. I mean, there's too many little occult things and you're absolutely on the right trail. I just, I'm, I'm going to tell you when I get to my slide, but uh -huh. I, I absolutely think like you as well. I think he was summoning, see how this stack of the plates are right here and how like thick they are even shown there, like, and they're pure gold. Like, uh, I, I mean, it's really doubtful. Like how heavy would this have been? How many times did you have to transport it? Like people stole. So this is actually a funny story. So one of the scribe's wives, she said, okay, if this is true, then the book of, of Lehi was supposed to be first. And <clears throat> he said, well, if it's true, then I want you to bring this home. Lucy, her name was Lucy. And I want to see what's been going on. I want to see what you guys have been writing. You've spent all your time at Joseph's house. And I want to see what's happening. And he said, oh, I can't because Joseph Smith said no and all this. So he stole a big portion of this book. And she said, okay, well, if you, if all this is divine and you know, all these things, so rewrite it. And, and he said, no, no, 
I can't rewrite it because God told me not to because it would be it would be translated wrong because you touched uh-huh. it. Wow. And, <laughs> and Lucy is Lucy it. his wife? Lucy was the scribe's wife. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Lucy's that's like so, sounds like Lucifer, but okay. Yeah, no, his wife was Emma and okay. um, oh Emma. <laughs> Emma Smith. And okay. she was widely against polygamy. And it was not well known that he was actually a polygamist until a few years ago. They've really hid that in our church. They came up with some other stories like, oh, she just, she just, you know, stayed behind and she didn't, she didn't really, she was unsure about things and different stuff. And and they just kind of made it seem like she was a little bit lukewarm to the situation. But actually what was happening is Joseph Smith was actually marrying not only available and young women to the age of 14 and above, but also other people's wives that he was sending on missions. And this is a photo of Joseph Smith. Wow. So people were starting to get really upset with him, obviously, you know, for, yeah. for really good reason. And these are another picture of the plates. Wow. So yeah, I like to get what... this history. The, honestly, this is really awesome because I, I've never, uh, I never can get this, you know, just trying to search and search and search. It's really good to get this. So everybody that's listening. Well, oh, also anybody that's listening for the audio, if you're listening like on Apple or something, um, Go to Spotify. We have it on video on Spotify, or you can come to our YouTube at Josh Monday Music and Podcast and come check it out on, on so you can see it because there's actually photos that she's going over that'll help you understand this a little better. Awesome photos. That's the Enochian alphabet. This is the Enochian alphabet. And this leads into, like I think, like Josh does, that I think it's very strange that most of the religions that have been formed from different things like this, like John D, he he did the Enochian alphabet by what an angel came to him, told him to translate this alphabet, which I'll go back. This is a picture of John D in the middle. And then this is the Enochian alphabet here. And they they brought him this, told him to translate it. There's this is a page also from the Enochian alphabet. And who else do we know that got divine revelation this way? You guys know? Uh, Charles Famous. Tate Russell or something or no, not Charles Tate. One of the worst guys. One of the worst guys. Oh, uh, Crowley. I was going to say that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. So he he created what an an angel of light like came to him. He he described it more as a great alien. But I think we see with angels, they always say you don't know who you're entertaining. So obviously they can blend into anything that's literally in the bible scripture but yeah. you always have to be careful because you never know when you'll entertain it an yeah, angel that's Hebrews so. 13 4 uh yeah. there you go yeah. that's why i knew i knew you'd know that i, <laughs> I should have wrote that down but <laughs> right. this is why we have to be careful because what came out of that was Thelema, and that that's also a religion and then john d with the enochian alphabet which leads into other not yes yes Man. And so, and Ordo, then also, was that Ordo Templis? The OTO also came out of him, and all, the I OTO. Mean, or yep. he actually just became the leader of it, not didn't come from him. But well, yeah. and Scientology had a big part to do with coming out of all of this because of the workings. Yeah. They went out in the desert and saw visions, and what did they do? They create Scientology. So all these other religions that are spinoffs are all from the same thing like this is not nothing's new under the sun this mormonism stuff is not not new it was for me it it blew my whole mind because i mean i was just this young girl growing up in idaho utah area 
And you just are indoctrinated from the time that you're really small and you just believe in everything. And I would dare say there's a lot of Joseph worship with all of this. So, and, uh, also like, uh, back then you were 19. So this was a long time ago. You didn't have, there was no internet. So you couldn't like just go and search all this stuff. You'd have to go to a library and you know, when you're believing something, I mean, when do you have time to do that back then, you know? So you're, well, you're and I was probably, eight. Yeah, I was when eight you first got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you told me when you got blessed, you were nineteen. So, um, so yeah, and, and when you're in a family and they're just raising you like this, you you're gonna believe your adult. You know, you're gonna believe your parents. You're gonna believe your your your, your pastor. You know, you're not even gonna be questioning it. No, because everyone, and in, in Utah, honestly, if you're not a Mormon, like back when I was a child. It's changed a lot, thank heavens. But back when I was a child, it was like, oh, you're not a Mormon. You can't play with our kids. You're mm. not a Mormon. You can't. Oh, you you smell like cigarettes. You can't come over here. <laughs> it was very judgmental and horrible for me as a kid because my parents were inactive, but I still went. I I, I still believed and wanted to go. So I, I had some neighbors that were really close with my family and made sure that when I lived far away from my grandma that we went, my grandma was very into it, but so this is my, I actually wanted to show some proof because a lot of times people will say, oh, you're just a shield, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, I'm not. Here's my certificate of baptism. It's super old. Mm. And this is my temple ceiling. I actually was married when I was 17. Mm. And this, and then we went through the temple afterward because um, we had already, he was a convert. He was a Catholic convert. So he converted over. He was uh, 25 and I was 17 when we got married. So right up there in the Utah age bracket, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There were no other wives. Yeah. 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 Well, thank God for that. Huh? (laughs) Right. I, there'd be no way, but I did end up going the whole way. And when you're young, starting around, I would say 12 years old, they start, especially for girls. I don't know. The boys were really into the boy scout program. But the girls were really into something called Young Women's. And it's kind of like you go on Wednesdays and you meet together and you go to girls camp and you do all these things together. But when I was young, it was, I don't know how it is now, but when I was young, it was just on you about like, you're going to go to the temple someday. You got to keep your purity. They gave out little handkerchiefs. You got to take this little white handkerchief to the temple with you someday. Cause you're going to go to the temple someday. So obviously no wonder I got married at 17. Like yeah. it, it's my grandma got married at 14. So, wow. Yes. Yeah. I think so, Kentucky too. She wasn't. Brother. No, no, no. And then, so, I mean, you never know, like as a kid, you just think, growing up and this is like the the big part to like really I guess impact to other people is it's your whole life like your family's in it you're in it your neighbors are all Mormon when you live in Utah and Idaho everyone's a Mormon I didn't even know about like other very many other religions as a child other than my grandpa had been Catholic once and so I knew there were Catholics but other than that I was pretty sheltered on Mormonism because it's just everybody was Mormon. So so hard. This is something that we do as children. So this is a baptismal font inside of an actual Mormon temple. They can take photos before the um, temples are dedicated. And so, but I do have some hidden 
uh, images that were obtained. They got a bulls way in later. here, you know. Twelve. Why would, they, why would they have bulls, you know. So uh, to me now, looking at it now, I could tell you, I think a lot different because we know that bulls represent different, you know, beings and, yeah. and I mean, occult meaning different stuff like that. So now I know that, but back then and their, and their reasoning for it is these are the 12 tribes of Israel and they're 12 bulls. Mm. So the baptisms are baptisms for the dead. This is not for alive people. You um, have to be pure and, and they ask you all these questions and take you in the bishop's office. And uh, it's kind of terrible when you're young because they're like asking personal, personal, private questions, like oh to make sure that you're uh, worthy to go into the temple, including like uh, self-gratification, we'll put it that way. All those yeah. questions, like really inappropriate stuff when you're like 13, 14. I mean, you're just like, wait, what? But you get the temple recommend you go here and and you've you've got these people that do all this family history my grandma was actually so dedicated she became like a family history missionary and that was all they do is they get the names and genealogy of all these people so, and they get all the names to submit to the temple so i knew there was something okay so the sacred bull survives the constellation of taurus uh so there's called something called the sacred bull that that people worship um and uh yeah i know they worship it in peru and a couple other places but yeah i just wanted to bring that up real quick uh it's in yeah, hinduism sure. uh shiva steed and nandi the bull uh so it's in hinduism uh sumerian religion and murdoch is the bull of yeah Kutu. that's the one i was thinking of yeah so guys think murdoch. about that so they got yep. 12 of the bulls around the this uh which I mean, I don't, I don't know in the Bible, I don't really see anything represented for, you know, like, like God saying that, you know, we need a bull, you know, it's more of like, this is also, uh, it's also uh, highly in, in new age cultures as well. So just, just letting you guys know, but that I, I didn't want to jump in, but no, no jump in. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise I'm just talking to me. <laughs> I like talking to you guys. <laughs> um, but we have to, so to get these baptisms going, the first time you're baptized by yourself for yourself, but the after, after that, anytime after that, these kids go in and are being baptized by proxy for dead people. And these dead people are, uh, they say it's because we're waiting after we die to wait for the second coming and everything. So these people are kind of in limbo and they can still receive these ordinances that they perform in the temple. And that's like the whole purpose of the temple is this work for the dead. It, yeah. It's going to be more than just baptisms that there's more photos that are coming up that I'll show you that they what, do way more stuff than that. Is that photo of Jesus and like Joseph Smith or something? Or what is that? It's photo the bab yeah. The baptism. It looks like a baptism, uh, maybe of Jesus and John the Baptist. Oh, I bet. oh John the Baptist. Okay. So they just have but, a picture of that. Yeah, I mean, they do have some Christian roots, but I really am telling you, just they focus like they very rarely focus on the Bible. They really focus heavily on the Book of Mormon and their books because they feel that the Bible is not translated correctly. They feel that Joseph Smith was a living prophet and he came to us after there was such a long period of time with no more revelation that he like supersedes. So if, if he said, no, Genesis is not true, then they would believe that. And if the living prophet today 
contraindicated with something, that would be the word too. So there's there some pastors right now that are that are Christian <laughs> that are like that too. Uh, yeah, to they they about build the book, their words like Genesis. I'm not trying to say that they say that it's been translated wrong, but they'll they'll just tell you that the book of Genesis is an allegory and that um you know theistic evolution is true and and all that. I don't want to get too much into that. It's a whole different show, right, but right, this is happening with Christians right now. And there's people that <laughs> don't believe the book of Genesis or don't believe this, or you know what I mean? They believe it's just poetry. So there's a lot of that in the Christian church too that we need to check our pastors on. You know what I mean? Let them know that this is the literal word of God and we need to, you know, let God be truth and every man a liar. Including Joseph Absolutely. Smith. <laughs> he definitely, I mean, <laughs> his kidding. is documented. His is documented that he was a liar because he got arrested for it. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is just another baptismal font. They're in all the temples, every temple. So this is a different room. This is where yeah. you go to do your um, endowments inside the temple they do um a recreation of adam and eve either live or by a movie and they do the whole story of the serpent and everything at this point they are teaching just basically the first part of the bible this way like where it shows like and god created the earth and they show all he didn't show it flat i'm sorry josh but or no firmament either <laughs> they're tripping no no well, they want the yeah. reason why they won't do that though is because they believe i don't know there's isn't there a sect that believes in like other planets and you can have your own planet mm, you can become mm -hmm. like god so they, oh, they're not going to tell you that, that it's flat because they're like we got to keep playing. this uh, universal. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> it's part of their doctrine. You know, they got to keep that, but <laughs> well, they can't believe that the earth is flat, but I'm just going to tell you this now. And if the photo comes up later, it comes up later, but they, they believed Joseph Smith believed that 10 foot tall Quakers lived on the moon. How hey. about that? All right. We got it. Hey, see, <laughs> we had somebody on that was the same way. No, yeah. that's real. That's real. He said this. We, yeah. Yeah. We had somebody like that, but we're not going to say we love you. But I keep going. <laughs> he really did say that. So you go to this this place here, and this is actually where this is a forbidden. This is a forbidden photo. There was a couple years ago they had somebody sneak in with like the glasses that can record stuff. Oh, know? the Google glasses. Uh huh. And he got it all. His name was Undercover Mormon, and then he dropped off and changed his name. But these videos are still online. I'm not revealing anything that's not on YouTube. Don't come at me, bro. No. I'm mean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, don't come at her at all. In Jesus' name. <sighs> yes, you know, I'm I'm actually to, just trying to help people because so many people are falling away from the church, and it makes me so sad because it, the problem is they're so devastated by the lies and this whole situation because they've been told, like, this is your everything. This isn't just now. They believe in a pre-existence. So they believe that we lived before and that we like were spirits and we picked our parents and that we had this whole pre-mortal existence. And then we came down here and we lived. And then we have after that and we we go and get our they they have retracted that we get our own planet, but that's not true. That there's a literal name for it. It's Kolob. And that we go after we die, the reason why they seal people for time and all eternity, which is what happened to me, and it better not be because I will come as a mud for that. This better, <laughs> this better be false because that's my ex-husband. <laughs> so 
in here is the ceiling room and that altar is what you kneel across and what it isn't showing very well, but right behind the lady, do you see that that's a mirror? They're yep. forever mirrors. Do you know the ones that face each other? And that is definitely used in the occult world. Yeah. And so when you look down it, cause after you're done, they say, Oh, we'll look in the mirror. You're now sealed forever. And look at your image goes on forever and ever. And I remember being in there and being like, this is really weird. Yeah, but that that wasn't the only thing that was weird but there was a lot weird now we'll ladies sitting on the corners super she's weird. dressed <laughs> well no this yeah. is what we wear this is what we wear <laughs> okay excuse me so it's terrible it's probably um, not weird it's probably actually proper and i'm it, being a jerk it, but <laughs> it's not it's probably a cult driven but yeah, yeah i'll yeah. tell you why they do it this is another one for this is that lady is how people dress even on the day they get married oh they don't yeah. get to wear their wedding dresses in there they get to they get to buy the wedding dress for afterward and wear it to their reception or whatever. So once you're in there, um, the whole point back to the dead people. You're going back through the first time you go through and get your ordinances. You're going for yourself. You go through the temple and the first thing that happens to you. Let me go to the next one and see if it's more of the celestial room. Okay, so see those forever mirrors, right there, and then you go through here we go okay you dress like this the men look like that and the women look like oh. the scary lady and there's more pictures in a minute of how and you're not i'm not supposed to show this in fact they make you take oaths that they got rid of but my grandma when she was young she, she went through and my grandma wasn't that old of a grandma because she got married when she was 14 so um wow <laughs> Uh, I think you're did you're, did I drop off? Sorry. Yep. It's okay. Um anyway, super free, so, super freemason right here, man. Masonic oh, for sure. It, 100%. it is a hundred percent. And that was part of the what got me out of Mormonism was because I still was holding on by a thread. And my husband that I met now, he his name's Casey. You met him last night. Yeah. I'll awesome. give a shout out to shout Casey. Shout out to Casey. What's up, bro? <laughs> super awesome. <laughs> help him get me out and yes, he was like thank you, yeah he goes you better look at some freemason ceremonies before you go back there and i said what do you mean and he showed me a freemason ceremony and i was like blown away i had no idea i thought this stuff was so sacred and special and and to find out this has been used in other ways masons aren't even christian like my mind started going like wait what are we doing you know like yeah. this is scary what what did i do in there and it and it took me probably after i accepted jesus like as a christian i had to work on generational curses for probably i would say 18 months because of oaths and covenants and that's one of the worst things you can do you, yes. you know when and it was scary i had a lot of misfortune and a lot of just weird things happened to me and it, it was like a constant work for a while till i could figure out everything i needed to resolve you know oh, yeah. It, yeah. it was too much to remember all at once but so the men, these are, the signs are done by both men and women, but this is the men's outfit. Um, I'm going to skip that one really fast, but we'll get there. Here's the men and women together. And they're doing the sign that my grandma did. And it means you'll slit your throat before you speak. And they used to do slit your throat and spill your vowels. Same so, exact thing as the Freemasons. Yeah, that's yep, exactly the exact. same. Yep. And so, stomach open. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, so if you can see it, they're not just in white, but if you see it's like on a slant and these are things I'm not supposed to show you, like 
these are these are literally supposed to be secret, but they are available online. So I don't feel as bad as I might've felt at one point. I'm not doing this to make fun of anybody. I don't think it's funny. I think it's scary. So yeah, we need to definitely, uh, we need to expose the evil, you know, but um, Absolutely. this is what Jesus says. Okay. Uh, Jesus says about forbidden oaths, uh, Matthew five thirty three through I think 37, it says again, you have heard it that was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and let your no be no, for whatever is more than th these is from the evil one. Okay? Yep. So 100%. do not, it says, do not. Okay. This is Jesus speaking. Okay. This when Jesus speaks, obviously I think it's all God's I, word. And it's God, all will, God. God will hold you to your, to your, your oaths, whatever you hold to, he will sometimes he'll, he'll, you know, he will put you to that. And, and you don't want to make those oaths because he's going to make you, you know, make pay that debt. Sometimes he's going to make you pay that debt, man. You don't want to do that. And there's no. oaths that are there's oaths that happen when it comes to witchcraft, and there's oaths that happen when it comes to worshiping the devil. You're gonna make oaths with the demon to help you uh do this spell, you know what I mean? And you start doing these oaths with all these demons, and then there's payback, and then you start going crazy. You got 10 or 12 demons always constantly attacking you, you know, and then you see people walking around that are crazy. This this is happening because they're making oaths with demons. You know, absolutely. And that's absolutely. when you, that's when you see people on the streets, you know, I don't, John, hi, you know, I don't know. I see him but at work. You know what I, mean? I do? Oh yeah, you do. And I see him at work too. I drive all through Rialto, you know, my city and I see him all the time and I try to pray for him, pray over them and get yeah. away from me. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, I feel so bad, but this is what happens, you know? And, and I know someone personally that, uh, that has done witchcraft that is on the streets right now. And he said that, you know, this is what's happening to him right now. He did, he did witchcraft before. Witchcraft and either comes with like, it can, it, you can, people say, oh, well, look at all the famous people are exalted and stuff, but you don't know what they had to do to get there. Exactly. It's bad. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing so stuff bad. like this, you know, they're, they're <clears throat> you know, from the free Masonic stuff or they're doing the, you know, are there, you know, what did God, what did the devil do? He takes Jesus up on the highest mountain, right? And he, and he tempts him with all the empires can be yours. You know, he's doing the same thing with, I think some of these stars, you know, what, you know, you want all these, you want all these Maybachs to be yours. You want all these uh, houses, these mansions to be yours, make music this certain way. You know, it's, I think it happens, you yeah. know, but go ahead. 100%. We don't want to get, we don't no, want to get good. too off of the, these. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the outfits. And I, I was just going to mention, you can't see it, but the pleats at the bottom are actually robes. So they are just like Freemasons. Masons have a robe but as I well. Could, oh, I could see the, the, the Masonic robe right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. It's, it's something else. And then, so this one after, okay, let me explain. So when you get there, you do, well, they had to change it because when I went through, it was something else because it, they scared so many people and so many people you already don't have, you know, when you go somewhere and you guys like think of camping or like, you're just like in this best, most beautiful place. And you're like, you just feel God around you. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. When I went to the temple, I thought like, okay, you remember I'm working for this my whole life since I'm eight and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be the best, most beautiful day of my life. And I was terrified. Like this was not a good feeling. This was something else. And I was with my family. Like I wasn't alone. Like 
it was a happy thing it was supposed to be and it was it just wasn't and going so, to the temple can you explain what that means so when you go to the temple you do the same um thing you go to the bishop as an older person you take out something called your endowments which i mean that word alone like <laughs> you're endowing um so you're gonna go through and you can either go through for yourself if you're gonna be a missionary they'll send you through by yourself otherwise you have to be getting married or have like an extenuating circumstance like my grandma ended up actually going through alone which is kind of rare because they want you to be married but um I think they've changed that a little bit that was back when she was younger but when I say younger like in her 40s but anyways she she got to go through because my grandpa and her had been married for so long that they were like okay he's not gonna make it just let her go you know Mm -hmm. by herself otherwise it happens on the day you get married Mm -hmm. and so you are arriving there well not the day a couple days before and then you get married but you have to go through and do this endowment session for yourself on the first time so when you go the first thing they did to me is they made me go in a room after you get changed out of your civilian clothes and everybody else was putting on their temple clothes and I was in there and they gave me this poncho thing that is literally like a poncho with completely open sides and I'm nine months pregnant this is super awesome so I'm like huge and feeling completely exposed because you're butt naked underneath and everything I'd ever been told my whole life is that you cannot have a blessing by anyone but a man because the men hold the Melchizedek priesthood and the blessing is in that name and it's only given to men women do not receive the priesthood we they say you receive it by being married to your husband so this woman comes in and I'm thinking what is she get doing here like I'm waiting for a guy or something because you know he's going to do the blessing. And they're like, no, no, it's different in the temple. First thing that sprung in my head was like, that can't be true because I've been told my whole life that a woman can't give me a blessing, but since you're naked, I guess it's okay. So they bless your loins and they're touching you like underneath your poncho. I mean, it's not an appropriate area and you're naked, you know? And so you're alone getting this weird blessing naked in a room with some lady and eventually that part's done and they give you these garments for you to put on. So your garments look like this is like one version. I'm sure there's multiple versions. I haven't worn them in a long time. This is how I mainly remember wearing them. Um, But they have signs on them and here they are. So look familiar. Oh, wow. (laughs) so these yeah yes you can't make it up and then down here as well and so i don't know if you can can you guys read it um it says right bless right breast backwards l left breast a v yeah so it's the compass in the square wow so if you turn the bottom and just flip it on on that side Mm -hmm. and then the compass upside down yeah and then the straight line across And it's also on the right knee. And these are all symbols of Freemasonry, like wide, wide known. And these were such a big deal. Like when I was growing up, my grandma had garments and if they get worn out, you have to cut these symbols out and burn them before you get rid of the cloth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a big deal. And so also on a side note, 
this is the store that you buy your uh, temple clothes at. The temple clothes are fairly expensive. For a woman, the dress, so you buy a regular white dress, but it has to be a temple worthy one. So it's got to be long sleeved, all these different parameters. So you usually end up buying them at a store like this. And it's supported, of course, by the church, which we are a very, not we, not me anymore. The uh-huh. LDS church is a very rich church. And they you say they don't, yeah, they say they don't make money off of this and that they make them at cost baloney. No. Yeah. These garments, so the dress itself, you have to have a dress, which is a hundred bucks, slippers, which are $10, an envelope that's like a, it's just like a big little white case to hold it all in, kind of like a laundry bag that looks like an envelope. Those for your slippers and whatever. So that's like five bucks. Then the garments for one set for the shirt and the pants like that. Back when I used to get them were $32 a set. Wow. I can but make they said they make them at cost three bucks, right? I'm like, what? There's no way, but Hanes, you can buy a 10 pack of underwear for what? How, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Not very much. Even with guys, if you like compare it with boxers and a t-shirt, it still isn't going to be $32 32. for that. And that's back then. So I can imagine what it is now. <laughs> I looked it up and it said somewhere between 46 and 50. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was a little surprised, but I couldn't verify it. So I, I didn't put the picture up there, but oh. so the church owns all these stores. You cannot go into this underwear store, this store right here, unless you have a temple recommend. So you can't even go in there and buy anything if you don't. Oh. So, and now it's all digitized. There are no dummies. They they're yeah. on top of that. Wow. So that is on temple garments and their clothing. Oh, and the apron and the robe cost money. So the robe is probably like back then, I think it was like 18. And then the apron was between 12 and 20 back then. So I'm sure it's a lot more now. And then the hat, oh, the veil. The veil was like another 15 and the hat for the guys. So it's expensive. It was do really they, expensive. Do they have anything that where they say that you have to like tithe a certain amount of your money? And- oh yeah. You can't go, you can't go to the temple unless you are a 10% tithe payer. And when you Don't go, they get the records? Don't they get your like they, financial records? They do IRS things called a tithing settlement every yeah. year around the same time as IRS time to file taxes. They call you in for tithing settlement. I think it's in May and they want to see that you actually paid what you were supposed to pay. Yep. So otherwise you're not going to the temple. You have to be morally (laughs) clean, which is a good one. You have to be a 10% tithe payer, no matter the circumstance. They don't want to hear that. They um, is that, want is you that to rule in the Book of Mormon, or is that are they taking that out of the Bible? <laughs> no, I don't even know where these rules came from. Like, so this it's is tradition stuff they added later. Yeah, basically like I a tradition it, type deal. Yeah, I don't think it had like a set parameters like that back, like in the day of Joseph. You I'm know what? Yeah, like... I'm just wondering, like, to see <laughs> because I see a lot of tradition happening. I wonder if it's like a uh, if they get it out of the Book of Deuteronomy, you know, like or or. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that they wanted to support it with that. I know. Yeah. Ten percent. I almost think that's an old Jewish thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten percent is an old Jewish thing. Yeah, that that's what it was back then. Ten percent is a tie to Melchizedek. Oh, yeah. Ten percent of his offerings of Melchizedek. So it's still okay. Then that's probably it. But as as God says, also if if you if you give. It's a, he says, test me and, and, and I'll show you if you give more than I'll over, I'll, I'll overthrow your cup, basically. So you got to get more than 10%. 10% is just what you owe him. That's 
Well, back then, but yeah, basically you just want to give with an open heart and, uh, you know, now it's, it's basically you give whatever you can and you just want to give with an open heart. Now it's not about no, the rule well, 10% that, is not there anymore. Yeah. That scripture that says that if you're going to give with a bad heart, then God yeah. doesn't want it anyways. So yes, yeah. sure. it, it depends on, I feel like, I feel like God tells you things if you listen, like not direct, but I'm just saying like, sometimes you'll get a feeling like oh I just had a you know feeling that you might have needed this help or whatnot like I know somebody did that with me and she was saying oh I just I tithe but right now I feel like you need this and I really did I it was my husband's my husband's ex-wife yeah she helped when we put our daughter in a different school and it's a private school and she's like oh I just wanted you to know that this is tithing and yeah. I was like, wow, thank you. Cause I really did need it. And I was yeah. praying about it. And it I think you could tie it with your time. You could tie it with your money. You yes. could tie it with your, you know, your, your, your works. Yeah. 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 Your works. You could tie it anything. As long as you are, are giving it without wanting something back and doing it with, you know, with, with a good heart. Yeah. With a great heart And a grateful, a grateful giver is, is a, is a good giver. Absolutely. And then on this too, I just look at it like, oh, the coffee and tea thing. You can't drink coffee and tea to, or you can't go to the temple. There's a, can't, I can't you remember can't all coffee? of them. You cannot drink coffee. They they oh. actually had it and you can't smoke cigarettes and you can't like have vices like that. So, but coffee and tea are direct. Coffee and tea, no more. You'll never see a Mormon drink unless they're Jack Mormon. Jack Mormon yeah. means they're not doing it, but coffee and tea are directly said to not be allowed. But originally Joseph Smith, the way it was translated from him said hot drinks, but then somehow it became coffee and tea. And they're like, Oh, well, that's all that was allowed back then was coffee and tea that were hot. But then I'm like, you guys drink hot chocolate, like crazy. And it has a ton of caffeine in it. So I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Soda. And they drink, they'll probably drink well, soda. They're, or, yeah. There's know. a big, no, they drink soda. There's a big joke that you can, they used to say, you can always tell how good a Mormon is by the temperature of their caffeine. So <laughs> kind of funny, but yeah, funny. they drink soda. They I drink know, all just, that. I can understand they're probably <clears throat> trying to say they don't want any stimulants, right? So I don't I even think it before. had to do with that. I think because back then it wasn't even, I mean, like that was so long ago, but they uphold it. And then the big thing about the tobacco, I heard now this is a folk story. Like, I don't know if this is true, but his wife, Emma, they used to come and meet at her house and they would spit the tobacco on the floor so he was like and she wrote him so much on it that he was like okay no we can't have tobacco because <laughs> so, he didn't chew tobacco no drinking alcohol um none of the things like that so I, I don't know if that's a true story this is just a another version of the temple clothes that they wear inside and wow. this is all stuff that's never supposed to be seen wow so this is a photo of inside the temple they're raising their hand to the square this is stuff you're not supposed to know these are sacred signs and seals and they are nearly identical to freemason handshakes and different things so um i don't really feel bad sharing them other than i don't mean to offend people in mormonism but this is stuff that you need to know that these are not mormon things that these are Masonic things. And Joseph Smith was a Freemason. So yeah. he, he, his whole family was yeah. so. Yeah. Wow. And um, 
and high so, level too, 33 degree yeah, masons. 33. Yeah. 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 And do you know, they actually, he didn't become a Mason until way later, but he actually rose to 33 degrees in one day. Wow. One day. So ascended, that's pretty He ascended odd. to godhood. <laughs> yeah, he probably <laughs> told him about the angels. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> he said, I saw God. So give me the, give me yeah. the thing. I want the 33. <laughs> well, the devil was probably like, hey, I make a deal with you, man. If you, I'm going to bring you all the way up. Just, yep. just go through with this plan. And uh, you're going to lead many astray, you know, many yeah, astray. So Matthew, Matthew 24 verses 11 through 14 is another one I wanted to talk about. Then main, it says, then main, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. So Jesus is talking about the end times, which obviously we're in. He could be talking about the 1800s as well. You know, it's like Absolutely. a day to him is a thousand years, you know? So, um, yeah, very interesting. It's definitely happening. That's yes. for sure, because this is a very large church, and yeah. they are they are one of the biggest on missionary work, like yeah. sending to about the word, like what you're saying. Yeah, so. trying to spread the false gospel, you know. And mm -hmm. there are like also I, I heard well, in some of his teachings, uh, he was like a modalist, and then he did had some Trinity uh, teachings, and then also some. Uh, oh, what's the last one that he had? I can't remember. Um, they don't believe in the Trinity at all. They believe in they're all separate. They believe that there's God, the then the Father, and the, they call him Heavenly Father most of the time, and then the whole the Holy Spirit. So Heavenly Father, whole, and then Holy Spirit and Jesus. They're not Trinitarians, but in the in the writings of um of Joseph Smith, some of it was pointed a little bit towards like the Trinity a little bit, but then oh. it was like more of the modalism. You know, where, 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 where Jesus can be the father, uh, Jesus could play God, Jesus could play the Holy mm. Spirit. You know what I mean? Like it's called modalism. Yeah. It's like switching modes. So it's really oh, like gotcha. it's one God, but, it, but, but God could switch into three different modes. He could switch okay. into Jesus. He could switch into God. And then, cause it says Jesus, the father in some of the writings in the, in the book of Mormon. Uh, and then the way that the, the Mormons try to back up that they say, well, he's the father of salvation. That's what they meant. Right? What I'm saying <laughs> is Jesus, the father, God. So what, what it is, is it's, it's a lot of, uh, modalism, which is something that, that, uh, that obviously goes against the Trinity, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, obviously in the Bible, it's three different persons, you know? And I mean, that's what I believe, you know, I believe the yeah, Trinity, you yep. know, but it, yep, I believe um, it just gets, it just gets really interesting, you know, really interesting. It, when you, it's, <laughs> it's a really strange, really it's once you're out, you're like, oh my gosh, what was oh. I doing? But it's strange for sure. This is actually a photo inside with people. They're getting ready to get married. So this is what a Mormon marriage looks like. They wow. don't get to wear their dresses. The guys don't get to wear what they want. There's no flowers. You're not allowed to say your own vows. In fact, you're not really allowed to speak uh, until they say like the kind of vows. They're not the same. And you don't say I do. You just say yes. So I've you seen bow down to I've, that. Do you bow down to that thing that's in front of them? The you, altar? That's the altar. So the woman will go on one side and the man will go on the other and they will hold hands in the middle. I think okay. there's a picture on the next. Um, oh no, but this one's better. But okay. So this one goes with the temple clothes that I was showing you. Oh. And I just thought it was ironic because they they have these like Deseret, Deseret bookstores and different things where you can buy temple. This says it's a temple bag. See at the bottom. But look at what it's called. It made me laugh. <laughs> Symbols. 
That was your last episode. Go check out yep. our unfiltered rise last episode symbols. I thought that was so funny. I was like, "What?" And this <laughs> is actually my friend's like actual post to get rid of her. So it's a real thing. They use them all the time. They're expensive too. They're like the bougie temple bags. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. They look like it. <laughs> some, some some VL. What is that? The right. They, Sorry, LV. My need, bad. They I, know need the, a... I know the off brand, the VL, <laughs> the LVs, the Louis Vuitton hey, bags. We know what you meant. Yeah, it's the it's the fancy ones because you know <laughs> then you can still show your clout while you're all dressed the same, but you got your symbols bag. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't that fancy when I went. This right here is part of the ceremony, and they're doing the signs again. And when they raise their hands up like that, they're repeating. Um, I don't know if I should say it because it's a weirdo phrase, but I think it's in the Bible. It says, oh God, hear the words of my mouth. And they do it three times. They raise their hands up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's so weird. It is the weirdest thing. I'm just like sitting in the, the circle is for certain people and the other people are just watching. And I remember just sitting there going, this is insane. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. And the women have to cover and veil their faces through all of this because we don't have the priesthood and we have to veil it in honor of the priesthood. Six, seven. So pretty creepy. It's a, excuse me. Um, Matthew six, seven. Let's check that out real quick so that we, I keep coming off of Matthew, like with Jesus, but Matthew six, seven. Um, but, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you, sh when you have shut the door, um, Pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things that you need before you ask him in this manner. Therefore, pray, you know, and then he does the, the Lord's prayer. But listen, so repetition praying, you know, like God wants the relationship with you. He wants you to be like normal, like how I talk to Heidi or how I talk to Jason, you know. <laughs> doesn't want you to be like hum da 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 hum da 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 then like you know repeat 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 you know what i'm saying like like it, mudra it says it right chanting. here god mm -hmm. is like you know we're made in god's image you know what i mean i, I think god wants you know obviously we want to have respect when we pray but uh i just think it just it's kind of it's kind of obvious to what he's saying right there is you know not to be like the heathens you know the heathens like what it's saying is if, if you repetition pray it's not going to make god get it for you any faster or anything you know you just i think it's pray for what you want so he can give you what you need and god knows what you need already even though you, but, but, but he wants to he also wants to hear like jason says he wants you to be with him when you, when you go and buy that dress when you buy that car he wants you to have a relationship you know relationship with him not when you wake up in the morning, you know, already talking to him. The first thing on your mind is him and then your family. Yeah. yeah. I always, I always like that scripture where they say, pray always and do not cease because yes. I don't yeah. even pray. Like, I mean, yeah, the majority of my praying is not on my knees. That's your private time. But the majority of my praying is all day long. Yeah. yeah I'm walking. I'm praying. I'm driving. I'm praying. I'm um, whatever yes. you, you yeah. should just be constantly in conversation and don't it, it pray. should just flow Excuse yeah. Me. yeah and it says uh and when you pray you shall not be like the hypocrites <laughs> for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets and they may so they may be seen by men assuredly i say to you they have their reward but you when you pray i say like go into a room you know like like it's little, you know that yeah <laughs>
this it, was this was not private that's no, i mean no. they say it's private but there's a lot of people in this room you can't see there's a lot of people that go through these at a time like i would say that the average like probably 50 to 75 in there yeah at a time i mean a lot of people are sitting and then so i wanted to mention this because in case anybody ever asked you guys you're in california so it could happen because you probably have plenty of lds too around you yep. whenever something bad happens they'll say oh let me put your name in the in the temple book do not ever say that's okay because they have this big book it's a literal book and that is what those people are praying around mm. It, yeah, and they put it in the middle. No, don't yeah. do it. I had, I had no idea. I used to think it was harmless. I mean, before I went through, I'm, oh yeah, that's great. You know, have people pray. It's not the same thing. They don't yeah. pray, like pray for Heidi right now. No, that's not what's happening. They're doing these weird chants and they're always the same. So mm. yeah. they don't, they, they don't repetition. change that up. Yeah. And I showed you those already. So on the, on the temple back to like, when you go through, when they're in this room, they're doing these, these prayers and they're finishing that up. But when you, when you get done, you're going to go and I can't, there's not a photo of what I want to show you on this one, because there's just, there's no way that they could take a Oh, that's Joseph Smith's, uh, Freemason apron right oh there. My gosh. So, and it says, so like right here, see, just so Joseph everybody Masonic can see apron, 1842 apron. Mm. so wow. it's real wow, and then so these so after you get done you've done that weird praying in the circle and watching the video about adam and eve and the fall and all those things um you go to this curtained area and it's like white curtains from head to toe there's no way they would have took a picture of this part i don't think i yeah. i couldn't find one and there's a guy like that's god okay on the other side and you have to do these handshakes and they don't differ very much from these i think wow. most of them are used let's see they have the they have different names for them this yeah. one called the real grip of the mason they do it a little bit differently instead of two fingers they do one and they call them different like they call it um the mark like because of the nail the mark yeah. of the nail yeah. so they they switch them around to make it seem more like okay because you can't say it's the master mason grip so they yeah. name them and i can't remember <laughs> the names but they yeah, name they them and if you don't get them right so you have this guy there and you're you're on the other side of the curtain and they're like helping you through it because I couldn't remember it even when I went through. I'm like, man, I'm definitely not going to make it to heaven because I can't remember these dumb handshakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm young and I'm like stressing about it. And they're like, you'll get it after you come a whole bunch more times. I'm like, I don't want to come anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> okay, oh, it's scary in here. I did go quite a lot, but it, it was just, yeah. And th they're almost identical. So that's what they call their, their tokens and signs. And they're these handshakes. And I mean, they're almost like I said, identical. So you have to do that to get through the veil because the curtain is the veil. Oh. And at this point, they give you your new name. And oh. here I am thinking my whole life, like, and you're never supposed to say it. Well, I'm going to say it today. So 
<laughs> they say you're never supposed to say it until I die. And then my husband gets to know my name so that he can call me through the veil oh. and pull me through. Right. Yeah. And I don't get to know his because only God will know his because he only gives his to God. Mm. So he tells his name, which I don't know what his name was because, you know, they don't yeah. tell. <laughs> and then I gave my name, which was Abigail, to my husband. And then he knows to call me through the veil when I die by this name. So I'm thinking, oh, this is my really special name. And it's super special. No, I found out years later that everybody that went through the temple on that day got that name that went through at 9 9 a.m yeah i was bummed oh it's like a a scam it was sad i was sad damn i was like you can't even mix them up like your husband's gonna be like abigail and like was there at nine o'clock's gonna pop out he better pick somebody else she going with him (laughs) (laughs) he can call Uh. all he wants i'm running the other way but he's my only i mean i don't have any animosity but yeah Yeah. i don't want to go with him (laughs) definitely not you got your new husband i'm just saying he's gonna like heeah gonna call abigail for sure anybody there yeah no kidding well maybe one of the other girls yeah they might go so and the sad thing is for women is you can only be married just the one time and then if my husband were to die or whatever and and i got married again then i would have to choose Say they both were temple worthy. I would have to choose either my dead husband and stay married to him or my new husband if he was, if he had met all the criteria and was a really good Mormon. But the only thing is, is then if you get married to him, then you're only with him. And then it also gets into weird things about the kids because they say, okay, all the kids born. I said to to the bishop, I said, well, what about the kids do the do the new kids that come need to be sealed to us because I was sealed to my ex-husband. And he said, Oh no, it's fine. It'll, it'll just, God will know. And I'm like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> just work its way out. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Wow. I was worried. And then my uncle, because it's a polygamous religion, he's been married at least, I think eight or nine times and been sealed to every single one. No wow. problem. Wow. And I couldn't get a temple divorce unless I married another guy in the temple. They won't give it to you. You can't have a temple divorce unless you have another person that can step up right then and marry you. Wow. But you can, so you're just stuck, but you can, uh, you can divorce through the state though. That's okay. Right? Through the but, state. Yeah. But, through the, but, but they're so legalistic uh, through the church that you need to have that before you feel comfortable. Yep. Basically, basically they're, they're saying you can't, you cannot God's have not going to allow it, right? So yeah, kind, but you're better. You. You're better to be married still in the temple to the old guy, even if he marries nine more women, oh. than not be married in the temple at all. Wow. So that's yeah, and because he has the priesthood, and I can't have the priesthood. Right. So the high priest. It's very interesting. Yes. And I saw so, on that paper it said high priest. You know. Yes, there's very satanic um, of them. Well, because they have the Aaronic <laughs> priesthood and then the Melchizedek priesthood, and then they have names for each one of the, the different, I guess, sections like deacon and high priest is the highest you can go. So I believe, except I think if you become the prophet, I mean, then you're the prophet. But. Mm. And then I heard about, so the first anointing is the weird naked thing I already told you about, but 
there's something that really took a lot of people out of Mormonism called the second anointing. And I wished I could remember the name of what this is that I'm going to explain to you on, on the Catholic ritual of when they used to buy their way into heaven. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like back in the day, do you know, I can't remember Hold the on. name it's, of it. Uh, purgatory. <clears throat> not, pur not purgatory, but, uh, uh I have it in my notes. Buy, it's like they buy a seal. They buy like a token and it guarantees them passage to heaven. Yes. And so people used to do it that were Catholics and pay a big, a big amount of tithing. Indulgence. And they were, yes. Indulgence yes. is what it's called. And so they would do that. And the, and so the second anointing has been found out by a lot of people that if you're a very high tithing payer, even if you're not really worthy, like all the things we talked about, that they will take you in and do a second anointing and, and kind of guarantee you like free passage to heaven yeah oh, and that ticked gosh. a lot of people off a lot of people left the church when they found that out yeah that and a lot of people left the catholic church too that's why martin luther left the catholic yep. church in the first place is because of indulgence yeah yes. that, that's what pushed the reformation to even happen because he was like this is this is like you know obviously it's how, not it's how, not basically fair. how yeah. we feel right now as a christian if, if we <laughs> if, if our pastor was like hey pay me, you know, 500 bucks and I'll make sure your family goes to heaven. We'd be like, what Absolutely. the, what's going on with these guys? It's because they feel like they have the key to heaven, the key to hell and the key to earth is what the the Pope is. is because, you know, when Peter, when arrogance, man, that's some arrogance right there. Yeah. Oh, they, that religion in general brings so much arrogance to men and, and not just, I mean, I'm not saying there's not some in women, but the entitlement in general is just wild. Now that doesn't mean everyone. I'm just saying like this goes yeah. to some people's heads if you're already prone to being that way. I've met a lot of really wonderful Mormon people. That's why I don't want to offend anyone, but I also feel like this needs to be out. Like For sure. I just yeah. I just felt like that big on my heart. So then after yeah, you is, do all these things, you a, go into that celestial. This is, a, this is an episode where we like to expose evil, you know? So if we feel like there's evil and, and doctrines of demons and anything like that, we need to make sure we expose it, you know, and, and God will, God will lead the way, you know? Absolutely. I've definitely felt like I, this is something I needed to do. And it, I, it, it comes at a price, which I'm going to get to, but this celestial room, after you're done with all of that wildness that you go in there and you sit and it's just really opulent and beautiful. And they just, um, you sit in there, you can hang out for as long as you want. And it's just pretty in there. And then that's like a supposed heaven because you made it through the veil. All white, yeah. So now you're in heaven and you're good. So then you go home, but the next time you go to the temple, you're given a dead person's name that has ended up in the system and it's all computer generated. Now everything's done. All these people do tons of genealogy work so that they can find out if their temple work's been done or not. And then, or if they need to be sealed and over the altar, if they need both or if they need just one. So all the rest from here on out, after you've done it for yourself is all for dead people. Wow. Which I think is really weird because yeah. God says, let them bury their dead. Like let, yeah. it's, it's, you're not supposed to, you know, completely be obsessed with death. I mean, I don't, I, I've had people in my own family. My brother passed away. I mentioned that before. And I mean, of course it affects you, but at some point you have to, you have to let go and move forward and say, it's okay. 
because he's with the Lord. And that's what I think that scripture means. Like you, mm. you let go, move forward. You're not supposed to be focusing and baptizing, doing all this crazy stuff. It's, it's for weird. The dead, yeah. yeah. It's strange. And I mean, for what, you know, yeah, exactly. What very exactly? Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It's strange. So when you become like me, because I've left the church and I have the knowledge. So normal people that just didn't know, and they didn't go the whole way through the temple and maybe they went halfway through and stopped for some reason, or they couldn't stop drinking coffee, whatever they made it, but they didn't go through the temple. My husband's never been through the temple. So he's not considered a true apostate. He's just considered like an inactive or Jack Mormon or, or a denier. Okay. He's a, he's a denier, but other yeah. people could be just inactive. So I am apostate and apostate is when you have all the knowledge and you turn away and they say that apostates go to outer darkness with murderers. Mm. So wow. if you become an apostate, your family will oftentimes be encouraged to withdraw themselves from you. Um, I've known people get divorced over it. And in my own case, my grandma tried to take my kids from me. So, and like through the state. Legally. Man, this sounds exactly like, remember Jason, we had the Jehovah's Witness episode. This sounds exactly like what they were going through, man. It's like, this yeah, is yeah. It was horrible. Hand, dude. And after she did that and the CPS worker luckily was really smart and said, my daughter was 17 at the time. And she said, you, you have to testify on this. Are you willing to do that? Because you're going to be 18 soon. And I will perjure you if, if you are lying, because I was like pregnant and having all these problems from all this stress and court cases and all this stuff. So uh, my daughter actually spoke up and said, I don't even know what my grandma wrote in that paper. I just, she did it. I didn't even sign it. And so Luckily, the case was dropped. My daughter was born and was okay because we we had some close calls with her. I ended up in the hospital twice over this. Oh. Oh. And it destroyed my relationship with my grandma, who was actually more like my mom because she raised me after I was 12. So that was just really hard. And how, how do they re how do you receive salvation? I'm sorry about my asthma. It's okay. <laughs> How do you receive salvation in, in the in the church? Is it just by going through that that veil and, and doing the no. ceremony? Works all works. It's a complete work based religion. All works. So okay. you have to do a certain amount of things all the time. And I I feel like the Mormon Church is one of the hardest churches to keep up with. Like it's a very keeping up appearances. You have Jehovah's to go, Witnesses like, like that too. Like they're yeah. they're going to church like. Sunday the and then you have to prepare. Yep. So Thursday and then they have Bible study Wednesday yep. and then Friday they're preparing for Sunday and then Saturday they're going to work all day for the church and then Sunday they go to church. Basically, it's all and if you don't show up, they're they're going to be like you're getting shunned. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's how it sounded when I was studying so the, the, the Jehovah's go, Witness. You know, and yep, the kids like the go the same. like on Wednesdays and then Cub Scouts for the boys on Thursdays and women's meetings on Mondays and men's meetings on thursday and then you got if you're if you have a calling which most almost everyone in the church does then you've got everybody's a relief society teacher or a home teacher so you have to go like with another guy and go do home teaching go check on people in your area and talk to them about like the lesson that that month like say it's on tithing then you have to prepare the lesson women go with the women the men go with the men so that's once a month do they believe then, that Jesus? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Oh no, you're fine. It's just a lot of things. Like, I mean, it's just, and then some people have special callings in the church. Like maybe you're called to be the daycare worker, or maybe you're called to be the librarian, or maybe you're called to be the choir lady or whatever. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying is, and definitely I'm not saying that it's it's bad to go to church or dedicate yourself to the church. I, I think it's just, um, uh, it almost sounds like they set the work-based religion. So you do so much for the church so that they could get richer, you know? Well, and, uh, and it's all completely free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all yeah. completely They're free. They're not and... paying anybody. Everyone's just coming and, and look at this beautiful, uh, this, this, this the room, the opulence, heaven, you know, yeah. just all this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is even one time we had a calling where we had to go and clean the church, like toilets and everything. So yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't need to be done. I'm yeah. just saying that it's a lot when, and especially cause they push you to have a lot of children in this religion. Yeah. I have six kids. So, um, you're just running because all the kids stuff, like when they're little <clears throat> and under 12 and under go to primary stuff. But then when you're 12 and older, if it's a girl, they go one place. If it's a boy, they do a different date. So as a mom, you're just running all over. Yeah. And they really do have a lot of people in this state. If you look up the statistics in this state for depression medication, oh yeah, it is off the chart. So I mean, and no wonder you don't have any time for yourself ever. You know, do they believe that Jesus died on the cross for <clears throat> our sins? And, and that's how we're, we're like, they don't believe like, um, we're saved by grace through faith, uh, for it is Sorry. a gift from God, not of yourselves. <clears throat> uh, not by works, you know, I mean, do they believe that? They, they don't believe they say they believe in grace, but I remember the first time I found out like that whole scripture about your works are like filthy rags. Yeah. And I remember just crying like hysterically in the middle of this church and I'm not emotional. So that's like a big deal because mm-hmm. you know, nurse, nursing, you learn to have like a little bit of a callus about you, but yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I remember just bawling and thinking, you mean Jesus is going to love me if I don't do ABCD. And like you said, it's good. It's not bad to serve your fellow man, but also you need to put your family. It has to be in an order. You, well, you need to serve, you need to serve a church that's spreading the right gospel though. You know, you, need to, serve a, you need to be spreading the right gospel. If you, if, if, just like I said, we kind of read it like uh, Matthew seven fifteen. it's beware of false prophets who come in the sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bristles or figs from thistles? Even so every good tree bears good fruit, but bad, tree, you know, like basically that parable, yes. I'm just trying to say like, um, beware of false prophets who come, you know, in sheep's clothing, like whether you're, if you're working for the wrong church, you're working for Satan, you know, working for the devil, you know, there's, you can only, there's, you can only, there's, you know, you can either worship God or worship the devil, hate one or hate the other, you know, and that's kind of, kind of what you're doing if you are working for someone that's spreading the wrong gospel, you know, so absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's also like, they, they take the young men. So when the boys go on missions, they're leaving at 19. And so what happens, and this has actually happened in my, in, in close, like friends of mine, that they have scholarships or different things for college and everything gets put on hold for 18 to 24 months. Girls go on missions later because they hope you'll get married. And so they're not eligible to go until they're like 21 back in the day. I haven't researched at the time. So like changed the age, but they would rather you get married. And so, 
it's just they're taking them in the hardest times of of choice because like maybe that scholarship's only right then or if you're going to play ball it's only going to be right you know you got to go right then or or you lose it and a lot of people have given up a lot of things for that yeah. it's actually kind of sad and on top of it they also take them at like the worst most testosterone time in your life and when they're on their missions they cannot date they cannot be alone with a woman they cannot talk to girls like anything if they had a girlfriend at home they just have to write them letters and I think they can even only call their family like once a month or I I can't even remember the rules but they're really stringent I mean and they send them wherever you know no all right sorry it's okay so my dog didn't like that I guess (laughs) (laughs) maybe he's not angel I don't know better (laughs) not But your okay. brain—it's like your brain rush at such a young age that at, at, a, at a young age where you're easily, you know, manipulated, anyways. And then you have a be an adult or be a teenager. They take a rob you of those years and just put you as as a, in a in a false, you know, false doctrine, which is and, uh, and if yeah. you're you're going to get judged more harshly than someone who doesn't even know the word and is just becoming a new believer, you're going to be judged very harshly for doing that because if you're not preaching the gospel and you're not, you know, teaching obedience and, and, and that Jesus died and, and he died on the, on the cross, he died for your sins. You know, you, you're, you're really, what are you teaching? Well, they go out there and they teach like the guy that I knew that went on the mission. He told me, he said, we never teach the meat. We only give them milk. And if they start to talk to us about like heavier questions, we'll like evade it or change it. Or, you know, they'll try to somehow get away from that. Like they encourage them to be vague. And the way that they tie people in, I feel like is they tell them, well, don't you want to be with your family forever? I mean, that's pretty powerful to say that you're going to be with someone in the afterlife isn't even biblical. We're not even they're saying that marriage is possible after life is over. We're not even male or female after we die. Yeah. (laughs) We don't even, our spirits aren't even like that. That's not even a thing. So there's absolutely, and I'm not saying we won't know each other, but if angels needed to have sexual relations, like they're saying, because then if you do everything you're supposed to do, you get your planet, go to Kolob and you're going to go have sexual relations forever and have all these spirit children that can come back down to earth. Well, that's not even biblical because God yeah. was mad about angels trying to have sexual relations. We yeah, all know Genesis what happened there. Four, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that didn't and work they got, out. Those angels got punished so bad that they're <laughs> locked in chains, you know, in a bottomless pit in the earth. You know, in, and, they're, and they're two not, are in the bottom of Euphrates River. Yeah, four, four. And they're and they're not oh, even four. you gotta think about it. They're not even like they're not outside of space and time. They're like actually stuck there waiting to get out. You know what I mean? So like they're, they're punished tortured. so bad. So think about what, what she's saying there, you know, in uh, uh, first Timothy four, it says now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hip, hip, hip hypocrisy, uh, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Like uh, just, you know, it, it gets really interesting of, of what, what, what Timothy, you know, what, what Paul is saying here, you know, and um, I'm going to stop this screen share. Cause these are, okay. The, there yeah, we go. With that. Perfect. perfect, perfect. 
So I'm back. <laughs> man. Well, Heidi, that was great. Oh, so now you can see us and you can see yourself. Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, and I was still going to talk a little bit about a few things, but it depends on our time frame. So we're, that's we'll probably have like another 10 minutes left. Okay. Well, we'll do a really quick rundown about the other thing that really always bothered me as, as a younger person. And especially because my brother got married and had an interracial marriage. Now he wasn't married in the temple, but this always got to me because they believe that skin color is dark because of a curse, because Cain. of the curse of Cain, Cain but also yeah. because in the, in the battle back before with when a third of the angels fell from the heaven because uh -huh. of that battle, there were some that were called fence sitters and they sat and watched. It didn't make a decision on whose side they were going to be. And those people were also accursed and their skin was turned dark. And that used to really upset me so much because I just felt like, even as a young child, I just felt like there's no way God doesn't love everybody the same. There's that's so stupid. I'm like, and then later my brother got married into an interracial marriage and my niece is black. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like this at all. You no. know, this is crazy to me. The mark and that he put on Cain, he said that, that that is black skin. That's the reason why people are black. Yeah. I had a, a friend that went to uh, join a, a Mormon church and he was, he was uh, African-American and yeah, they, that's what he told me. And I was like, what, when he told me that, yeah. I was like, whoa, I was like, that's Terrible. the kind of stuff that I want to get, you know, dig into on my podcast. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to well, ask you about that. It's one of my questions I was going to ask you. And Spencer Kimball actually made the comment because um, they used to do a lot of work for the native Americans. And you can look this up. This is like on a, on a talk he gave, this is old. He was a prophet and he actually said, as the years go by and we bring more and more Native Americans into the fold, they become more and more white and delightsome. And wow. I was like, this is some crap. What are you talking about? They became more white and delightsome, technically meaning white. That's something they use all the time. That's like a term yeah. that they used to use. They become more white because they killed off all of the people that they could mate with. They were killing yeah the native Americans left and right. No wonder My like gosh, their prosperity man. was much changed because of all the wars and all the killings. So I just always had a really, there's a lot of things and, and there's a whole book. I don't know if you know about the book of discourses, do you know about that? No, I don't. So it's, it's a lot of things that are compiled from the Mormon church that they basically say like, well, yeah, he gave that, that talk, but actually he didn't mean that. So we're going to put it in this book and take that out of like the, the actual church, not just the canons, but like what's available for knowledge. And they'll say, oh, that's updated. So like black men couldn't hold the priesthood either until after like the fifties until all that happened. And they, they actually have had things. I think it was Brigham Young. I'm pretty like 90% sure that said, if you find um, your wife in bed with a black person, it's better to spear them both than to have her live. Like, Man. I mean, they were just wild about this stuff. And I mean, it was just widely accepted. And people will say, well, that wasn't the times. No, none of that changed until way later, till segregation started ending, then the church comes around. Same thing's happening now with yeah. the pride movement. They're starting to change their ways on that too. They're very fluid. They're and very that's happened fluid. in the Christian. It's happening in the Christian church as well. So, it's, so yeah. It's, yeah, people are just being accepting, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's one it's thing tough, to man. accept. It's another thing to be. Yeah, yeah. It's like encouraging. That's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. weird. We can like accept. Yeah, yeah, we can accept, and and yeah, I, I don't. 
it's a t- I knew a what you thing. meant. Yeah. 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 It's just, but it um, was just, there's been so many changes. Like they, the one, the one guy that I always um, liked on YouTube, his name is Bishop Earl and he left the church and he was up high. I mean, a bishop's pretty up there. And he talks a lot about, they gave him some kind of translation thing to do with the copies of the real book of Mormon. And it, I mean, not the real, real, but yeah, yeah. like what it said. And, and he left the church after he read it. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, this doesn't have anything to do with anything that we do. So wow. yeah, it's, it's wild. I think if people really did their own studies, but they tell them not to, yeah. they tell them not to Same study thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. everything. They yep. say to only go to JW.org. And don't yep. go outside of that range because we've already done the research for you. So if you're yep, going to search for do. something, if they're going to search for something, search for this because they've already done the research for you. So when you look something up, they tell you exactly what you they want you to hear to have you continue to follow into that 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 uh, religion. That same doctor. Same thing with and with, with the sounds like the same thing with them, right? They they're have the their thing. own websites, and yeah. they have they came out like a couple years ago when the internet researching started getting really big. They actually came out with a whole like a big program where they said don't don't doubt your faith doubt your doubts and then they like oh just don't read it and i'm like that's so ridiculous if it's true you'd have nothing to hide period so so he was i just uh, always thought that was weird so he was 1800 to 1880 or 1844 uh joseph smith okay so kind of Close to like what the eighteen something eighteen I can't remember when um Charles Taze Russell was was uh, alive somewhere in the eighteen hundreds to the nineteen hundreds so the book looks seems like the Mormon religion came a little bit before um so what do they believe about uh they don't they don't believe in the Trinity you said what do they believe well, they, in they believe they're separate so it's the Father literally the Father the Son like three separate people and the okay. Holy Ghost but so but they not, do believe but they don't believe Jesus is God though right no definitely yeah. not he's so a whole not, other person yeah and then yep. also what do they believe about like uh like don't they believe that men can ascend and become gods or that you guys will become gods what's we the doctrine become, on that yes we will become like gods if we do everything we're supposed to we will become like gods and then we'll be rewarded by going to Kolob and being able to be together forever and having well, that's, the that's spirit the that, children. That's mm-hmm. hidden. That part forever right and hidden. ever. Well, they, they'll deny it. They'll, yeah, they'll they're hiding deny. that part because people, you can't. Because <laughs> it sounds insane. You can't yeah. say that 10 foot Quakers are on the moon and that you get your own planet. It's just, it doesn't, people are. <laughs> I mean, maybe at one time it worked, but now people are like, wait, what Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? And so things have changed a lot, a lot. Wow. They have definitely tried to make things look really mainstream. And I definitely feel that's why they try to keep that temple ordinances that I shared with you today. And I tried to like share every part of it, because if you know all of that stuff, then you have a knowledge before you make that decision. If people still want to be Mormons or become Mormons after that, at least they know what's going on, that it's a free, you're doing Freemason ceremonies. Do Freemasons believe in Christ? Not all of them. And it's not required. They do believe ascending to Godhood, you know, and they they believe in a works-based religion. But what God are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, The the light bearer, which is Lucifer. Right. So anyways, it's, yeah, all of it's man. This is so interesting. What a great episode once again. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, go check out her uh, her podcast, Unfiltered Rise. It's um, hold on, is it Unfiltered Rise, right? Unfiltered Rise. Yep. Okay, I want to make sure I don't say it wrong. Um, I'm she has what Instagram, two episodes out, Spotify, and then this will probably yep. be on there as well. 
you know, yes. uh, we'll throw, I'll, I'll send you this a copy of this and then uh, you can you throw this it. on there. You know, this is amazing. I Absolutely. appreciate you. We're yes. going to have you, we're going to have you guys back uh, in like yes. two weeks or something. <laughs> I think uh, Yes. we're going to have you back on again, you know, with uh, Brennan, just Jason, talking remember, to Brennan. Yeah. Remember yes. Brennan, Jason on, on a couple episodes back, he did the, uh, the, the yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. He, he's going to come on with Heidi and we're going to talk nice. about some, some interesting stuff. So we'll keep that a secret. I had to hit him up. Till yeah. they come. Nice. <laughs> I said, your, your brain's too much like my brain. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta come and do this with me. That's <laughs> awesome. So he's going to do an episode on her show yep. and then she's going to do an episode on our show. So it's amazing. Yep. So we're just going to do it on your show and then we'll just share it over. Okay. We'll just perfect. Swap cast it. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. All right. Perfect. And this is a swap cast too. So anybody that's listening yep. to unfiltered rise, thank you. Anybody that's listened to our podcast. Thank you. Um, any Absolutely. last words before we leave it, before I do the prayer? Uh, nope. I think that's it. Other than thank you, you guys. You guys are always awesome. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too. And Jason, any last words before we get off? No, thank you for uh, coming on, Heidi. Uh, always a pleasure. Josh, thank you, brother. Uh, God bless everybody out there and uh, read the Bible. That's all so, I got. So, uh, got all Jesus, the answers. <laughs> Jesus says, uh, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents, as harmless as doves. Okay, so we got to understand that. So he's sending us out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So there's people that want to send you on treasure hunts like Joseph Smith, you know, and, and then, and all of a sudden he's got these gold tablets and he's speaking to, uh, you know, an angel and angels telling him, this is the real way to interpret the Bible, not that ancient Bible. You know what I mean? So we got to understand that, um, God's word is true. We let God be truth and every man a liar. We believe that the, the Holy Bible is, is God breathed and, um, you know, and, and that all scriptures inspired by God and, you know, whether it's ancient or not, you know, like, like, like we said, you know, one day to God is a thousand years, you know, so this is, this is, you know, one day is a thousand years to God. Right. So, um, we got to understand that, uh, whether it's ancient or not, you know, this, this Bible that we have, you know, is, 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 is already, it's there. Okay. We don't need anybody else to come and interpret it for us in a, in a, in a, in a way that, that goes against the Bible. Now, you know, I don't know, man, if, if a prophet is, is available now that could, that, you know, interpret something that goes with the Bible. I, I'm not sure about that. You know, I know God does talk about prophets in the Bible. I know there's some people that say, Hey, I'm a prophet and I know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know. I just know that oh. when you, when you, you know what I mean? If you guys understand what I mean, there's some people that say they're prophets and stuff. So we got to be careful with that. All right. Be careful with it. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Um, let me just end this in prayer. So father God, in the name of Jesus, we know that there's ah, so much out there right now, you know, the Jehovah's witness Scientology, uh, you know, we have uh, the, you know, the Mormon religion and everything. And, you know, we just want to say, if you could help them, you know, see the truth, help them see through the lies, um, you know, help them, uh, help them come to you, Lord, and, uh, and, and submit to you, uh, help them to, uh, believe that Jesus died on the cross for, for their sins, arose again after three days and, and we're saved by the blood of Jesus. We want to say thank you so much, Lord, for that. Thank you for providing us with the Bible. Uh, we know that your word is true, you know, and, and every man is a liar. So we know that there's a lot of false prophets that are out there trying to, that came and, and tried to, you know, try to twist strip scripture, you know, like, like Satan tries to do, you know, give us 90% truth and 10% lies. Uh, Lord, if you can help us sift through that type of stuff and, and understand what is the truth and, uh, help us to follow that instead of, uh, that 10% lie. We appreciate everything you do for us. And thank you, Lord. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys awesome. so much for listening to the show. Thank you. Please. If you could subscribe to, uh, you know, Heidi's Spotify, and then uh, she'll probably Be have awesome. a YouTube up soon. 
Um, do you a, have a YouTube? Oh, she has a YouTube yeah. up. What is it? Uh, Unfiltered Rise. Yep. Unfiltered all, Rise YouTube. Go same. subscribe to that if you guys can. And uh, we'll on have Instagram, her. YouTube. I'm yep. trying. I'm getting yeah, <laughs> she's getting her thing going. So help her out. You know, uh, subscribe and then follow her on Instagram. And and please take our show and and share it with as many people as possible. And uh, please help us to grow as well. You know, we're probably they're probably not sharing it as much as they do with the other podcasts. So thank you guys so much, and we love you and appreciate yeah. you.